to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally and today we are here with Carly. How are you? Good. So excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Are you ready to get started? I'm ready. Let's do it. Perfect. All right. So tell us a little bit about you, about your trick. When did you start pulling? Where do you pull from? Things like that. Um, well, like you said, my name is Carly. I'm 21 and I live in Washington. I started pulling in high school i think i was 15 16 um and i actually started from split ends um i there was someone in my life who was really into hair and started noticing their split ends and was was pulling them apart and i just picked up on that behavior and started noticing my own split ends but eventually they noticed that it wasn't good for their hair and stopped doing it and then they told me like actually I shouldn't have been doing that, stopped doing it, but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of derailed from there, or not derailed, but since then it's just progressively gotten worse, gotten to more pulling, more of the traditional kinds of trick, but uh, it's developed from that. Mm -hmm. I literally just the other day, maybe it was like yesterday, I joked around about how I said like, split ends are the gateway drug. Like, you know how they would always say, weed's a gateway drug. It's like, Split ends, it really is, because if I touch my hair and I see a split end, it's game over. I'm pulling the rest of the day. I, I have to get it. Like, I can't just leave it. Mm -hmm. And the, the, that other person, they're very lucky because it was just like, oh, this is bad. And my brain didn't work that way. Like, oh, I should stop doing that. Mm -hmm. It's just so satisfying to find them and then to look and then search, look and search. There's something about like that seeking and and the validation of finding it where it's like <gasps> like you get like a rise you know like you get like a rise out of it absolutely there's a, a satisfaction from it where it's like finally i got it i got the one i got the hair that was supposed i was waiting to get and then it's like two seconds later okay i think i could get a better one <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yeah so at what so how long did it take you from, you know, starting that behavior of the split ends to noticing, okay, now I'm actually pulling the hair out from the root? It, it took some time, honestly. I didn't realize how long I had trick um, until years in because I didn't realize that the split ends and pulling from that is technically a form. And it as soon as I got into it, I was doing all these things that are considered trick behaviors um, without putting it together until it was the pulling. So it was multiple years in, I wanna say two or three years later where I, I was doing more research and looking into definitions and things like that and realizing, making those connections like, oh, this has been a quite a, a long time coming and it's been building. Mm -hmm. Do you like, so I, I, you know, I'm sure you know this because you're a split end girl like me, um, but do you ever notice the hair that's like, it's, it has like a little, 
almost like a little white part in between. So it's like the strand and then they, you can tell it's weak right here and then the rest of the strand. Mm -hmm. That yes. is so satisfying. I love those too. I'll tell you one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, my favorite. And there are some parts of my hair that have like longer ones of those from times where I've almost gotten one or something. And the bigger the strand, I'm always like, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I do notice if I'm in like a public setting, I might just break it. Like I might not even be looking. I might just like feel a hair and break the bottom off. You do the same thing. Mm -hmm. When I'm by myself, I'll be a lot more intricate with it, more observational, I guess. And it's more thorough, but in public, it's more of that, like, okay, I got to get it off. So if I notice it, it's going off and I don't want to be like, investigating my hair but i also <laughs> gotta get it off so it's mm -hmm. quicker and i try to be more discreet i guess but i'm definitely still it's it's coming from the same place mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now did you ever have anyone kind of pointed out to you like oh you're playing with your hair a lot or anything like that growing up yeah i had um actually at this job one of the first people that i like felt comfortable with and was talking with more normally outside of work types of conversations um we were sitting there doing something and she was like are you pulling your split ends and i was like yeah like it's a bad habit and then she was telling me about her friend who does it all the time too and i was like hmm, i bet hmm. you have a friend with a trick yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what at what point did you, you know, I you mentioned doing research and kind of putting things together like, oh, I actually have trick. Did you ever know about trick before? Like, how did we get to the point where you're like, you know what? I think I do have this. Um, I had definitely seen it in media a few times. Um, I'm a big Criminal Minds fan. So mm -hmm. I definitely saw an episode or two where there's character with trick. And Dr. Reed's my favorite character, so he would give this whole big spiel about it. Um, but I think I had heard it beforehand from, like, TikTok and different social medias and stuff, or other characters who have this need. And it was always explained as a condition where they, like, involuntarily pull their hair. And I thought that was the very specific definition. And I think that was why it took me so long to, like, make the connection because I knew it existed, thought it was separate for quite some time, then was worried that I was going to get it or like that it would develop from the split ends. Mm -hmm. And then after a while of that feeling, I actually realized it was too late for <laughs> lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. How did you feel seeing it on TV like and, and like being able to watch it? Did I felt like when I would see things with trick, I, my spidey senses, I'm like, <gasps> like all of a sudden everything's like, you know, I, I'm hyper-focused at that point. Absolutely. I, okay. So I have these weird reactions to certain things in media where it's just like, you have to tread very lightly. My parents are very religious and I grew up in a very um, intense religion and so whenever that religion is talked about in media also it's the same sort of feeling where it's just like okay where are we going with this this could go very good or very bad and it's the exact same feeling with trick it's like okay either you're about to make me feel so seen and validated or you're about to push this stereotype that i don't want and i don't want to see
Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Criminal Minds episodes. I'm eager to see them. But do you feel they do a good job at like you know bringing light to Trick? Honestly, yeah. The uh, the one that I'm thinking of right now, um, she was in an an accident years before that gave her brain damage, and so she had multiple conditions that she didn't know about. And one of the things, one of the behaviors that she was displaying on top of, you know, being the the killer of that episode <laughs> was this, this trichotillomania. And um, it was one of the things that like made them realize that it was uh, a medical reasoning. Like she couldn't control it with the, the killing as well. Um, <laughs> all fictional for anyone who's not familiar. <laughs> um, but there's also these really intense scenes like with her and her husband where she's basically saying, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't control it. And she had been hiding her trick from her husband. And mm-hmm. there's a point in the episode where she takes off her wig and reveals like what her, what she's done in full and having that like reveal for someone who didn't realize you're having it and not realizing that you're now wearing a wig and then being like, I've been doing this. And the the husband immediately was like, what are you doing to yourself? Like, we're gonna get you some help. Like, it's okay. And immediately just wanted to understand and be there and help. And so I thought that was really cool the way that they, they likened the two to each other. Even if it wasn't intentional, it's showing like, a lot of these conditions, a lot of these behaviors, whether it's to myself, to others, any sort of behavior that you can't control gives you that sort of feeling. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like, excuse me, I like the idea of him not being like, what a weirdo, you know, I feel like that's a big fear Mm -hmm. for people with anything, but like, you know, especially with trick, when you're doing something that most people haven't heard of, you're so scared of the reaction. What, have you shared with people before, um, like about this? Besides, you know, besides me, of course. But like with like friends and family, how did how did you do that? How did they take it? Um, the most recent and most like prevalent one, I guess, would be at my job because um, I work in a newsroom, and so I'm in there all the time. I'm a digital person, so I'm in one spot all day, and I'm always there, and. I definitely pull at work. It's a stressful job. It's a stressful situation. And I try not to, but I realized um, not too long into this position that I wasn't going to be able to keep it to myself. And I wanted to say something about it before someone else addressed it, you know? Um, So I had texted my boss and I was like, hey, I just wanted to give you a heads up. This is what I've got, this is what it means. And I try not to let it affect me too much. And I can, you know, I can still do my work and it's not getting in the way of my performance, but it is a struggle that I deal with and I may need some support. Um, And my boss was really understanding and she said to just let her know what I need and um, what she can do. And then I told the two people who sit closest to me, because I'm kind of in a corner. Um, so I've got one person who's directly next to me and then one person behind me who are my main people. 
And I told both of them about it and kind of in a more casual way. But I was like, so if you ever see me like doing it, just, you know, give me an nudge or let me know and try and try and snap me out of it. And so one of them does it more and he is just on top of it. If he comes around the corner and my hands are in my hair, he goes, hair, hair, hair. That's his his alert to me. It's like, hey, just so you know, you're doing this. And I've noticed as new people have come into the newsroom, it hasn't been like, oh, what is that? Why does he keep saying hair? What is what is happening? What is she doing? It hasn't been like a spectacle, which has made me feel a lot better about it as well. And the other one, bless her heart, she felt terrible the other day because we had just this crazy day full of breaking news. And it was stressful event after stressful event. Everyone was running around. Um, and she walked through the newsroom and said something like, does anybody else want to pull their hair out? And <laughs> the catchphrase of our station is, on it, we're on it. Um, and so I joked and I turned around and I was like, on it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I mean, it's something people say when it's stressful. I wasn't offended by it or anything. I thought it was funny. I was like, hey, beat you to it. I'm already there. <laughs> And a few days later, she was like, oh, my God, Carly, I haven't apologized to you yet. I'm so sorry. That was so insensitive of me. Like, I wasn't even thinking. And I was like, oh, my God, you're fine. It's a normal phrase that people say. If I had felt any type of way about it, I would have told you beforehand. But mm -hmm. you're you're fine. It was funny. And the fact that they're thinking like that about me and want to help me and also create a safe environment for me is so much of the of the foundation you know mm -hmm. well i love that you can even like you can joke about it you know you feel comfortable enough to make that joke and that was hilarious that was really <laughs> i'm gonna if that ever happens to me when someone says that i'm gonna steal your joke so <laughs> honestly <laughs> a, the best trick joke i've ever made <laughs> that's top notch, top notch. um <laughs> No, but that's so nice. And I can imagine how freeing you feel just going to work every day. You can just be yourself and not have to like, you know, focus on, oh, I hope they don't notice. I hope they don't look. You can just, if they do it, okay. You know, and you have an accountability partner, which is nice. Now, do you like that? Like, do you ever find yourself being like, okay, leave me alone? Or do you like being reminded? Occasionally, it's just like, oh, I wish that you were off shift right now so I could just pull but uh, at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I've asked a couple people over time to do this sort of thing for me, and no one has been as good at it as he has, and I'm so grateful for it. And I've explained to him that, like, as much as he does it, it'll seem like a resistance, or sometimes I'll respond with just, like, a grunt, like, ugh, like, I, fine, I'll stop, but... At the end of the day, I am grateful because I want to work on it, even if I don't want to in that moment. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a back and forth thing. I love that. I like that. So you mentioned you pull at work. It's a stressful environment. Where else do you find yourself pulling? Um, it, it really depends. Um, like I said before, like when we just noticed the split ends, it's like, doesn't matter where I am. I'm taking it. 
Um, but I've noticed another big one. I've always been the type of person who loves my bed. I like to hang out in my bed, um, read, draw, watch TV, like all of my hobbies. If I can do it for my bed, even better. Have <laughs> uh, always been that way as a kid. And, and now with my own places and wherever I've been, that's kind of how I've fallen into things, which maybe is not the healthiest, but I try to make myself get out and stuff. But when I like get home from the day and I'm like, okay, now I'm by myself and I like, don't have that accountability again. Um, and I can kind of be unfiltered there. There will definitely be times where I'll, I guess it's a form of decompression, I guess, where I'll just want to pull and pull and pull for the good rest of my night. It's like, I need to just get this day done and over with, and it somehow resonates in pulling. And then another big one is when I'm procrastinating. Um, even when I am telling myself, I need to do this. I need to get up. I need to get ready. I need to go do this thing. My, it's like, my body is like, okay, yeah, but right after this one, but right mm -hmm. after a really good piece of hair. <laughs> oh yeah i can definitely relate to that i literally the other i said literally earlier so i'm editing that out um no i'm just kidding um but no i i was on the couch and i was i had a shower before work i, I worked like a closing shift and so i'm on the couch and i'm like yeah that one's not good enough that one's not good enough i try to like look at the clock and be like okay at noon get in the shower and i look again it's 1205 i'm like <gasps> You know, so I had to physically snap myself out of it because, like you said, it's so that's not good enough that you need another one. It's just like your brain telling you just a little more, just a little more. And it's fun. So why wouldn't I want to do it? You know, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I could keep getting the satisfaction and keep trying to find an even better piece of hair or I could go get ready, like which sounds terrible. Mm -hmm. So when I pull, um, you know, especially like the procrastination, I'll get into that like trance and I pull from my eyelashes as well. Um, and so I'll, I'll just get hyper fixated and then I can look at the clock and you know, an hour and a half has gone by. I have to physically get myself out of this trance. Do you find yourself falling into the same kind of trance like state when you get into the habit of pulling? Absolutely. Especially with those procrastination ones. And at the end of the night, there are times where I'll have already put on like a podcast or a TV show for like um, relaxing at the end of the day. And I'll find myself going to my hair and next thing you know, it's three, four episodes later and I haven't moved and or looked up and I won't realize it until that moment. And it's like, oh my God, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you pull from anywhere else? Is it just your scalp? It's just my scalp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have like any spots? I have like a favorite right here, which is like right behind my ear. It's like my go-to. Like I'm always going back. Yep. Anything along the line is my favorite. And right back at the, I guess this hairline as well. But anything from the back is my favorite because they tend to be those, those, those better ones where I'm like, that, that was nice. And then yeah. I also have spots like up top that I like, but most of the time I'll be I'll be down here. Mm -hmm. I I can always tell it's going to be a good day 
with pulling if I like reach to the nape of my neck and I like brush my fingers through my hair and it's all like naughty. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep. All the time. It's like, ooh, it's nice and nice and crunchy, which sounds terrible to anyone who doesn't get it. But it's like, ooh, okay, it's good and crunchy. It's ripe for the pulling, literally. <laughs> and it's going to be that break apart kind and all that good stuff. Love yeah. it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Has there ever been a time when you've noticed, you know, oh my gosh, I haven't, you know, pulled in like a day or six days or like a few weeks? Has there ever been a time when you kind of noticed Things are growing back. I'm not really interested in pulling as much. The most recent one really took me by surprise, actually. I took some days off work because I have been kind of seeing this guy very casually. And he was performing. He's in a band. And they were performing at his school. And so I went to go see them. But it was like a, a college event. So it was during the week. So I took the day the day off and then the next day, which was a Friday. So then I took an extended weekend and went to go stay with him because it's, you know, a few towns over. So I went to go stay with him. I was there for three, four days, something like that. And until then, I had been pulling really, really bad. And because of the pressure that I use, like nail to thumb when I pull, I had literally a ridge in my thumb that was like starting to get like bloody from the point of me ripping through all the layers of skin mm -hmm. um and it had just been getting worse and worse and then i went and spent time with this guy at his house and i think it was just because things are new with him and i wanted things to you know, be good. We haven't had that talk yet. And I wanted to, you know, be on my best behavior or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't want him to have a moment after I left where he's like, wow, where did all this hair come from? Mm -hmm. Or anything like that. I think it was a lot of that resistance that was stopping me, but also just being distracted and having a good time, I guess, also factored mm -hmm. into it and in a new environment. Well, not new, but newer. Mm -hmm. um, and then also part of it, I don't know where you're at or if weed is legal there, but I do smoke and I notice that I pull less when I smoke and he does as well. So when I was with him, we were smoking and it was like a nice environment and I was relaxed. I think it was the combination of all of it that may, kept me from pulling, but I barely pulled the entire three, four days I was there. And afterwards I was like, whoa, my thumb grew back like layers of skin. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um, I always wished, I, I, I smoked before in my life, but I always wished I like mellowed out. Maybe it's like the strain I've tried, you know, probably some cheap stuff that I had when I was like a teenager. Um, <laughs> But like a lot of people who have anxiety will smoke and feel this sense of relief. And I, I definitely have anxiety and I would love to feel that, um, but haven't yet. But I mean, you know, I'm interested in like, um, there's something, what is it called? I think it's like Barstool Sports, like is sponsored by 3Chi. It doesn't have THC in it, but it has something else to make you relax. Oh, I've heard of that. I, do, I don't remember what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I've, I've heard good things. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I definitely, it mellows me out because I also, anxiety and personality things, it's like so, so helpful for me to, to focus. And I think that's why it helps me with my trick is because usually I joke that I have like 16 trains of thought going on at least at any given moment. Mm -hmm. And it's more or less true. I got a lot going on in my head most of the time. And so when I smoke, it kind of focuses that in on a couple things or even one. And that alleviates a lot of the, the fidgety need and the, the subconscious pulling that mm -hmm. I'll fall into. So it's, mm -hmm. it doesn't totally fix it or anything, but it does help. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you're going to tell him? about your trick or have you already? I think I will. I actually have a list of things because um, we haven't hung out in a while and we were talking like, oh my God, I need to tell you about this. I need to tell you about this. I'm a list person. So I made a list of things that we were going to talk about. Um, and we have been talking recently about being vulnerable and how it's hard for both of us and like how we want to, but we also have these blocks that are keeping us from doing so and so there's a couple things on there that I want to eventually talk with him about as we are more vulnerable with each other and my trick is one of them and like my ex is one of the other ones so it's like mm -hmm. the big talks we'll get there <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I feel like you are confident like talking about it with people so I feel like it's going to be a good reaction for you you know like a good a good moment for you I hope so. I feel like most of the time when I present it, I, I laugh too much. I tend to laugh at my problems. I'm definitely that sort of person. And if I've noticed some people get uncomfortable with it. They're like, why are you laughing? So I like, I'm trying to laugh less in my presentation of it. But other than that, I think, I think it'll be good. He's really sweet and understanding. So I just have to get out and do it. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed like when you have shared with people that you've had someone say, you know what, me too, or like I bite my nails or like they, they'll share maybe a BFRB that they have? Yeah, nail biting is the main one and lip chewing I've heard as well, which I, I totally do. Um, not as much, but it, 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 I usually help people understand trick by relating it to that because when whichever one they're saying it's like well you're not actively like what I need to do in this exact moment is rip my fingernail off is shred apart the inside of my mouth that's mm -hmm. not what it is you're not thinking about it and that kind of gets them in the headspace and it doesn't give them the the full picture but it gives them a little insight so. mm -hmm. yeah I feel like if someone either know someone or has like bite bites their nails like I've you know we've all known people that have bitten their nails so short that it's like bleeding and stuff and like people who know people or like have done that themselves they do understand to us to a sense like they know it's not what you might see on tv like it's it's definitely not as um oh my gosh as you might think you know absolutely it's it's really hard for people to grasp um, and one time I was explaining it to someone and they were like, so, so what all exactly do you do? And I had to explain to them, it's literally several behaviors that just have to do with taking my hair out of my head. That's, that's the extent of it. Mm -hmm. And 
it's I know everyone who's supporting me and like knows about it still doesn't fully understand and can't really fully wrap their head around it but they want to and they're trying to like get that foundation as much as they can which mm -hmm. I think is cool that there's these more common behaviors that kind of give them that so they have at least a baseline. Mm -hmm. Um, you mentioned, we talked earlier about, you know, seeing criminal minds and like liking how they put it on TV. Has, has there been a time when you've seen something that you're like, why would you make it that way? You know, like, uh, see, seen trick in a light that you just didn't like. Ooh, not that I can think of actually. Um, I know that there's been stuff where it's like, oh, I'm going to pull out this whole chunk of hair and it's like. I, I don't can't think of where I had seen that, but there's sometimes where I see the imagery still from that scene where it's just like it looks like extensions, like an entire an entire chunk of extensions. They just it's it's like okay, I get what you were going for, not that accurate, but message sort of received. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was the. The Sopranos, um, an episode, one of the, like, the roommate of Meadow, the daughter, did the hair. And it was, like you said, an extension. And I was like, girl, that much? Like, I feel like at that point, if it's that much, like, wouldn't the scalp, like, come on? Like, that's, that's exactly what I think. I'm like, you got to be scalping yourself at that point. To pull, you're not, there's no way. <laughs> mm -mm. And, like, that makes, and I pull my hair out all the time. And I'm like, like the thought of like the pulling the scalp, I'm like, Ugh. but like I pull from my scalp all the time. So they're making me a little, mm. um, <laughs> but do you, so when you pull, do you look at the root? Like, do you inspect it? What's like your ritual with pulling hair? Generally, I look at the split where I began the pull from. So toward more towards the end of the hair. Um, and then I, I drop it. I try, I'll notice I'll, I, will often do like a little discard motion with my hand where it's like, okay, pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> but other times, um, if I'm really looking at it, I'll also check the root to see like if I did pull, pull the full hair out from the root or if we've got a break off or sometimes if it's like really broken up afterwards, like split into multiple pieces, mm -hmm. it'll, it'll catch my attention. Um, but there's, there's some inspection, but most of the time I'll catch myself doing that, that discard, uh, mm -hmm. quick, quick, quick release. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, um, I like will pile mine up sometimes. Like if I'm pulling fr like from the root, um, I will like either like lay them out, but then I do the same, like I do the discard. I'm like, no, like oh, we're done. Like clean slate, like, you know, let's do more. Um, but I, I, there is something about, and I've talked to other tricksters too, where it's like getting rid of it after we feel like satisfied enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I'm in my bed doing it, it'll definitely be like that quick discard like this, like this. And then after a while, I'll notice like the, you know, this, area of the blanket around me has all these little pieces of hair on it so i'll just be like okay time to little dustpan with my hands away <laughs> and then i'll be like okay we're done and then i'll watch tv listen to the podcast whatever i'm doing for like another five seconds and i'm like okay start back up again mm -hmm. get a new layer going <laughs> mm -hmm. 
when you get into those moments of like, you know, we can't stop, we're, we're continuing, we don't want to stop, but we kind of do, you know, it's like that, that slippery slope. How do you get yourself out of it? Like, how do you snap out of it if you're able to? It's, it's still a process with me. I'm trying to find the best ways to snap out of it. Um, most of the time, what works the best is pretending that, like, my dad is coming around the corner. <laughs> my dad is, like, I know a lot of people are really close with their moms, but I'm super duper close with my dad. Um, and we've always been very similar. And his, like, anxiety manifests in the same way mine does. And so he doesn't have, like, any body-focused repetitive disorders, but he does have a lot of the anxiety a lot of the same uh logics logical sequences and and thought processes that i will uh and so when i finally told him i was like dad this is this is an issue it's not just a little thing that i'm doing like this is something that i think i need to like get help for and when i finally had that conversation with him he was just immediately understanding and since then like if he sees me doing it he'll come over and he'll be like hey stop doing that to your hair uh, just he's just so sweet. My dad is has always been a huge sweetheart, um, and he wants nothing but good for me. Even if it's like I need to stumble to learn from my own mistakes, it would kill him. He hated when I hurt in any sort of way. Like I'm, if he could keep me from ever feeling any pain, I'm positive he would. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I know that it's hard for him to see me pull and i think imagining that feeling for him is what will pull me out it's not like the embarrassment or the shame of him seeing it's more like i'm hurting him by doing this to me and that's mm -hmm. that's the kicker mm -hmm. wow that's nice i like that yeah that's really cool um so what would be your advice to someone who has trick, they want to be more open in the workplace and their everyday life? What advice would you give them? Um, start small. It's baby steps. That has really been a game changer for me in the last year or so. I've been able to address it way more and be way more open about it and be truthful about it. Um, and also make jokes about it. Whatever coping mechanism you have, mine is humor. But take those baby steps. I mean, the baby step of telling my primary care physician was very recent for me. And I told you know my closest coworkers, and they were so pumped for me, like high fives, proud of you, that sort of thing. Just having one person who can do that. It doesn't have to be your whole area, your entire staff that knows about this. It could just be a select few or one. And if anyone else notices or has something to say, they could also be your point person. Like it's it's those baby steps in saying, you know, one, two things, throwing in these coping mechanisms, starting to introduce it where you can, find someone who you're more comfortable with and just say, hey, you want to maybe help me with something it it's sniffing it out and it's really scary but if you build up instead of just going all out it, it's it's really helpful and you'll find the people you can count on for that so mm -hmm. it's it's scary but it pays off 
that's I love that. That's excellent. Um, so Carly, before we wrap up, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to share before we end? Um, I don't think so. Just that it's really awesome having these outlets that you have created. Your book, which I finally got, is in my bag right now. And <laughs> the podcast and just your your social media is everything to see that there's other people who are suffering the same way, other people who are feeling the exact same things and having those same contradictions inside their head all the time. And I don't have to feel isolated about it and either does anyone else and that that sort of thing. It's just really appreciated it because one of the first outlets like this that I found for Trick was what you've created. So I appreciate it. You're gonna make me start crying. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my gosh, it's been really great talking to you. Of course, anytime you want to come back, please do. I hope to keep in touch. But thank you so much, Carly. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you.